Hello from Hollywood and welcome to a special bonus segment of the Greatest Show on Grass podcast. I'm your host and ringmaster, Joshua Newman. The Greatest Show on Grass explores the past, present, and future of the recently reconstituted Los Angeles Rams. That was David Bowie with Let's Dance from his 1983 album, Let's Dance, an apt beginning to an episode that's about dancing and which takes place in 1983. I haven't talked too much about myself on this show, but today I'm going to tell you about the precise moment I became a Los Angeles Rams fan. You see, I'm not a Southern California native. I grew up in suburban New Jersey, exit 163 off the Garden State Parkway. That meant there were two home teams for me, the Giants and the Jets. Now, my father was a longtime Giants fan, but the Giants were in shambles when I started watching NFL games in 1983. And I loathed the Jets, even though they had just made the playoffs, mostly because of their all-pro defensive end, Mark Gastineau. Gastineau was the reigning NFL Defensive Player of the Year. But for a nerdy Jewish kid, he bore the unmistakable mark of a neighborhood bully. It was not yet known that Gastineau had a penchant for battering women or using steroids, but his quote-unquote sack dance, the impromptu self-congratulatory celebration he went into after roughing up quarterbacks, made my blood boil. Gastineau wasn't just expressing his happiness when he danced. He seemed to be mocking his victims. He was every kid who had stolen my lunch at the bus stop, every kid who tossed my hat down a sewer, every kid who threatened me into letting them copy my homework. Or at least this is what I felt on September 25, 1983, when Mark Gastineau sacked Rams quarterback Vince Ferragamo in front of 52,070 fans at Shea Stadium in Queens, rose to his feet, and burst into his trademark gyrations. Here's Pat Summerall and John Madden with the call. Third down. Ferragamo by Gastineau. Gastineau goes into his celebration. And something like this is bound to happen. Maybe a while before he celebrates again. The L.A. Rams seemed like the opposite of bullies. At the time, their home games were played in the same city where Mickey Mouse was from. They wore bright yellow and royal blue, which seemed like they belonged more to the preppy handbook than the violent gridiron. Their star rookie running back, Eric Dickerson, even wore glasses. All this made it that much more enjoyable when the Rams fought back. Well, let's see if we can find out what happened. Of course, what started it was Gastineau's celebration. Here it is, right here. That's what started it. There's Gastineau, and now the guy who blocked him, Jackie Slater, I think is the guy who starts to watch. Here's the sack by Gastineau. Now watch Slater come over. He sees the dance. Look, he starts right now. He starts, and he pushes him from behind, and that starts the whole thing. Before the Karate Kid or Heathers or Mean Girls, there was... The 1983 game between the L.A. Rams and the New York Jets in Flushing, New York. Jackie Slater and his teammates who stood up to Mark Gastineau weren't just fighting on the football field. They were standing up to a bully. That day, 
The Rams became my team, and they have stayed my team over the years, including the 21 they spent in St. Louis when they were known as the greatest show on turf. Even though the Rams would eventually lose their battle against the Jets 27-24 to in overtime, for me, it hardly mattered. There weren't anti-bullying curricula in 1983, there weren't anti-bullying laws, and nobody was there to tell you it gets better. But for a 12-year-old in suburban New Jersey, rooting for the Los Angeles Rams was good enough. Thank you for listening to this bonus segment of The Greatest Show on Grass podcast. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and spread the word to friends who enjoy football, Hollywood history, and their frequently ridiculous overlap. <laughs>